Hey guys, it's your host, Joy Washington. Guys, I just want to let you know, this podcast is real. What we talk about and what we express is not fake. It's a true account of our lives in the time that it is present tense. Some of it is a past account. Some of it is present tense. But our journey right now is real. Some of that might not resonate with you anymore. And I completely understand. Now is your time to bow out. Okay, so now that we're done with that, this podcast is so therapeutic for us. It's a true journey of where we are and what we're doing. It's really helpful to us to share these trials and testimonies that we have been through in hopes that they will resonate with someone else, in hopes that they will reveal something in you, convict your spirit, and make you turn away from those things and go on a new path. So guys, if that's you, if that's truly what you want to hear and listen to, then this podcast is most definitely for you. And guys, keep on listening. Hi guys, and welcome back to Facts on Fiction podcast guys thank you so much for the outpouring of love on our first episode of season six it was beautiful thank you guys for encouraging and supporting me i really appreciate it it was a lot to get out in a vulnerable vulnerable place i'm still in that vulnerable place but i really appreciate you guys just being my support you guys have always supported me and been there through the ups and downs rough patches And I just really, really appreciate it. So guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at FactsNotFiction underscore podcast. Don't forget to turn on those post notifications so that you can get the latest and the greatest of what's going on with me with Facts Not Fiction podcast. Yep, all that. So let's just clear up a few things. So... For those of you that may not know, and those of you that are, like, may have gone back through the episodes and, you know, listened to things, one of the biggest things that I didn't want to do is I didn't want to erase the the episodes from the very beginning. And I didn't want to do that because I wanted to show where I was and where I am now. Mind you, this is season six of Facts Not Fiction podcast. Also, Facts Not Fiction has been running for now almost, it was running through the pandemic. It started in the pandemic. So Facts Not Fiction has been running for about two years, going on three years. And I don't think that I've ever really celebrated that. So let's take a moment. The podcast has been going on for almost three years and people don't really know, you know, about the podcast. It's It's something that I don't really state and say all the time and all these things because just insecurities not feeling like I'm worthy or not feeling like people really are listening or that I don't really have a voice that people really want to listen to or hear but I belong to God and he has the voice so I'm not gonna dare step in the room and act like God didn't send me there I read that um somebody posted that so I read that but um I just want to just say that like when we jump back so the podcast when it first started I was I knew who God was, but I wasn't practicing in the faith of a Christian. So I wasn't a Christian. Um, So over the years and 
starting last year of 20, 2022, I really turned my life over to Christ. Um, and that's where the podcast started talking more and more about God and, you know, getting with my friends and we were talking about Christ and we were talking about living as a Christian and the things that we were going through and the journey and everything. So that's pretty much where that just started. So it just happened like a year ago with the podcast. So I just want to give you all a little backstory on that. But that segues me into what I want to talk about today. And so the title of this um, episode is God, Am I Lukewarm? And so that is something that has been, you know, kind of on my heart and kind of on my spirit lately. You know, as I'm going through this storm and things have been being constantly revealed to me and my understanding of certain things. You know, when I would sit in church and everything, and I would be hearing the word and shout out to Speaking Spirit because that is some good word, some good meat, some good eating there. And I would just sit there and I would listen, I would take it, and I'd be like, you know what? That's, you know, I see myself in some of those things. The Holy Spirit was definitely convicting me in certain areas, but some of that conviction wasn't hitting, you know? Like I was talking the talk and I was, you know, doing what I thought was good was good but when this storm hit me it's like all of that went out the window like God can't possibly love me he can't possibly care about me because I'm in the middle of this and he not doing nothing and he not moving what the way I feel like he should move and he not helping me and he see me hurting and he see me all of this blah 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 and it was like I just sat there one day and I was just sitting in my car on my lunch break at work and I was just looking and I was just sitting there and the Holy Spirit was just talking to me and you know and I was just like thinking to myself like I'm lukewarm I'm fair weather you know God is always with us no matter what stone we're going to when I had my back turned to him and I was doing everything that I felt big and bad enough to do cussing up a storm you know doing and just doing whatever I wanted to do running my mouth my mouth was filthy um you know saying anything gossiping lying you know just doing whatever whatever it was I was out in there God never turned his back on me he was still there waiting on me even though I I I won't think about him I was calling him up every time I needed something or when I wanted something and this is prior to me giving my life back to Christ in 2022 but he never he never left me but as soon as things got rough, I ran for the hills. Like, oh, this this can't be it. This can't be what Christian living is. And some, I'm not going to hold you guys. And this is about transparency. And this is a safe space. You know, judge me if you feel like you, you can. But at the same time, like, I, I've, I've been feeling some of those things. You know, I've been feeling like, you know, Lord, like, you know, why have thou forsaken me like you know i was paying my tithes and i was i was going to church and i was and he was like but yeah but what were you doing because if you were going if you were going to church and you were listening you were paying tithes where is your fruit honey where is where is the fruit of the spirit where is love joy peace you know long suffering like where where are all these things and i was just thinking about it and i was just like dang i ain't got no fruit you know and I'm just sitting here and I'm just wondering to myself, Lord, am I lukewarm? And when I sit here and I think about it, I'm, I have to tell myself in some facets of it, you were. There, there were a lot of doubts. 
you know every time you know i would sit in church sometimes and i see people doing like you know just praising praising god with with no qualms not not oh okay i'm trying to explain explain it how i want to so i would see people in the church and they would just be praising god when i would praise i would be like looking to the left somebody looking at me you know and but nobody was looking at me everybody was just you know doing what they felt like they had to do you know and i was just like lord i want to praise like that i want to praise like that but you gotta some people not you have to not some people but people praise like that because they done god done brought them through some things and i was just like i want to praise like that and i want to i want to be a christian that don't have no doubts and i want to lord try me by fire and you know do all the things like you know i want i want i want these things but how do you how do you get how do you get there you get there by literally going through a storm by literally testing your faith and seeing and they always say that whenever the test is going on the teacher is quiet and that's where i'm at like lord you're not speaking you're not saying anything but he was like he'd be like well have you been looking for me because it seems like you're trying to figure out how you're going to do things your way and you want to figure out how you you're going to make it do what it do for joy and all that but you keep forgetting that this is a walk that we take together you keep forgetting that i am the father and i know what's best and i know the plans you don't know nothing you think you know something but you really don't know nothing very much nothing and i was just like sitting there and i'm just like and sometimes i just sit with god and i'm just like rocking back and forth and i'm like okay god but if you could do it like this but if you could move it like this and he's like you can't tell me how to do what I do. And I sat here and I'm thinking about, you know, Job, and I'm thinking about Job going through his season and everything and how much strength that took. And if you don't know the story of Job, let me give you a little backstory. Job scene comes on the scene or the story starts where the devil is walking back and forth, seeing whom he can do, he can attack who can he can cause trouble with who can who can he destroy and you know he's sitting he's waiting in line mind you i don't know if y'all know this but just in case you don't any storm anything that you're going through that the devil has caused you got to ask god first before he do that this this bear witness you think the devil is all powerful he ain't because he still got to ask the all-knowing the father the god of all gods king of all kings can i so his scene starts with um with the devil asking you know i've been going back and forth here and going back and forth there and you know i'm I'm trying to figure out what i can do basically and so god was like hmm have you tried my servant Job?" and the devil like oh i could you know but you know he he he's only he's only praising you because he, he has these things or he's only he's only giving you glory because he has this and job had a lot job had you know the wives the land the cattle the children I and mean, he was very wealthy and so when i say that the devil took everything from job in a day now you imagine let's put it into the into today's times or today's world so basically job was like a millionaire you know so he he was like a millionaire he had his children you know he had his children he had his wife he had his land he had he had everything that you could possibly ever want he didn't want for nothing 
you know, and he was a God-fearing man. But I think about that. Let's stop right there. It's so easy to praise God when life is lifing and life is lifing good. You know, you ain't got no problems. You happy, your home happy, your children happy, your work good, your car working good. You ain't got no ailments. You ain't sick. You ain't tired. You know, you just living the good life. It's easy to huck them a shot in. It's easy to, you know, give God the glory. It's easy to give your, give all the, you know, give your tithes and give your offering and give your praise and give your everything that you got when everything in life is going great. We've all been there. But what God was saying to Job was, can I trust you with trouble? If if this happens, if all this is not here, if I touch your, touch your family, if I touch everything. So when I say Job lost everything, his children died, all of them. His children died. All his land was gone. All his money was gone. Job ain't have nothing. Job was sitting on the ground in a pile of ash, boils on his, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, boils. And he was just sitting there. His friends turned on him and they was trying to figure out, okay, Job, you must have done something. Now, you know how what a betrayal is. So not only is everything that you ever owned gone, but now your friends have betrayed you, going to put you out there gossiping, talking about you like a, like a dog in the street, literally. Your wife saying, just curse God and die. You know, and you know, just I'm tired of this foolishness. It's too much. It's too much going on. But on all that, Job still stood. He had his moment. He had his, you know, he was sad. Of course, he was depressed. Of course, he was like, you know, but he he still was like, all right, God. Then it got to the final piece where Job was like, all right, God, like, come on now. what What's going on? And so God just goes into this explanation of how, you know, he can't even fathom all of the things that he's put into the earth and how everything works and how everything is put together and so but he never gave him a reason of why did i have to go through this and so when i sit here and i think about job and think about going through a season of job a season of loss a season of isolation a season of storm a season of everything it's like where is my praise you know, where, where is all the, you know, all the things just because I go through a moment, this is like you going and you have a relationship with somebody You're like, you know, we have a relationship with the father, but this is like, you, you go, you have a relationship with somebody just because things get rocky. Do you just toss the whole thing away? You know, where is the loyalty? And I'm just like, am I Lord? Am I lukewarm? And I had to sit there and I sat there with myself and I'm just like, you know, I felt like I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. You know, I felt like I was doing that. But, you know, I had some doubts. You know, I had some things like, you know, is this real? You know, is God really real, you know, for me? You know, is this something I feel like I'm doing just because I don't want to go to hell? You know, that's a big reason. Let's let's not let's be clear. Like, hell, no, no. Ta-ta. I can't, I can't be going to hell. But, like, what what is my reason for doing this? And I think in this season that I'm in, I'm finding out what that what that reason is. And I'm finding out a lot about myself as a member of the faith, as a Christian. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dang, Joy, you, you got some work to do, boo. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't given what it's supposed to have gave. You know, because if if this was going on, I'm not saying that you don't feel real emotions, 
because Jesus felt real emotions. You know, he walked this walk the same way that we did. And everybody tells me the same thing as I'm going, or the people that I trust, you know, that I'm going through this season and that everybody keeps saying, but God, and I'm just like, it's so easy for y'all to sit over there with your, your, your family and sit over there with everything going right for you in your life and say, but God, um, but it's hard for me to say, but God right now, it's hard for me to, to hold on to everything that's going on, but why can't I, you know, like, why is it, why am I so angry at God for doing, for, for this storm that he technically didn't cause and that he allowed but he technically didn't cause it but why am I so angry with him why don't I have the patience you know why don't I have the love where is the joy where is the things that I said I was doing for Christ where where is all of that it just evaporated because so if it could easily be evaporated then it never really was there and I have to take stock and I have to take accountability for that being for that being true and that is the hardest realization to have is to know that I'm I thought I was on the right path I thought that I was doing what was right I thought that I knew the Lord but in fact I didn't now he's putting me in a situation where I have no choice but to know him I have no choice but to lean on him I have no choice but to give him everything because I was putting things in front of him and putting things to the point where I was making it seem like this is this is why I have what I have not because of God but this is why you know I worked and I got this and I did this and I did that but God is like you ain't do nothing you're not doing anything I'm the one that's doing it and I need you to understand that I need you to understand that in all situations I get the glory no matter what the situation looks like, no matter how hard it is, no matter anything, I'm still getting the glory. And that is still hard for me to this day. Don't think because I'm sitting here speaking it and I realize it, that it's easy to walk that walk and go through it. You know, I was making it seem like it was, you know, this is, this is good. This is, this is easy. I, I can do this. I can do this. No problem. I can do this, you know. And I'm thinking like, no, this is really hard. You know, I'm, I've, I was going through these little petty situations and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just get through that. And I, you know, I got through that and I got through this. But God is like, you didn't get through nothing. That was me. That was me that pushed you there. That was me and my favor. That was me and my grace. And I was just like, and I was thinking to myself like, now, now this is another hard realization that I had to, that I had to come to but it's a very real realization and the biggest realization that i had to come to recently was if i had died or god called me home and said all right your time is up you know right now i, I want you to come home i wouldn't have made it into heaven and i gotta take a second on that and I just, you know, it's hard to sit here and say that out loud. It's easy to think that in your head. But to say that out loud is, is crazy. Because I would not have made it into heaven if I was taken away when I was, when I was a lukewarm Christian. And when I say that I was a lukewarm Christian, I'm not sitting here saying that I was, you know, being sexually 
having sexual immoralities that I was you know out here still drinking and smoking any of those that's not what what the lukewarm was for me the lukewarm was for me that I didn't believe everything that I was saying that somewhere deep down in there it wasn't all the way in my heart my heart wasn't all the way postured toward God and that's something that I'm even I'm working on right now posturing my heart towards him leaning on him for everything and if I'm being honest I don't trust really anybody and I wasn't trusting I wasn't trusting God I was speaking the things and I was saying the things but I would just leave it there like you know I'm going to figure it out some some kind of way and leave it, leaning on to my own understandings instead of leaning on to what God was saying. I wasn't testing anything by the spirit. I wasn't, you know, rereading the word. I was reading my word and I was, you know, understanding the word and I can speak it and I can talk it all day long, but it wasn't in my heart. It wasn't coming from my heart. It was just coming. It was just there. But even the devil knows the scripture and I'm not saying that I'm a devil, y'all. I'm just saying that it's, it's something that you can do. It's knowledge. It's understanding. Like, I, I understand it, but it wasn't embedded in me. It wasn't in my heart because as soon as trouble came to the door, as soon as my whole world flipped, and I'm not talking about like a little, like, you know, just a little inconvenience. I'm talking about a flip. I'm talking about upside down. Like somebody took your purse and flipped all the contents and they all blew in the wind and you don't know where all the people everything that was in your purse that you need is that's what i'm talking about my whole world flipped upside down and i was nowhere near anchored to anything and it shows and it shows and i'm gonna tell them myself because it definitely shows that i was not anchored as well as i thought i was i was not pushing the way i thought it was and even as the year had went on, like the first part of the year when I first got it and I was just like, yeah, I'm running after Jesus and yeah, I'm on fire for the Lord and the zeal of the Lord and all of that stuff. But as the year progressed, things got more lax and more lax. And as the year progressed, I stopped hearing and I stopped understanding and I just was listening, but I wasn't hearing. And I was just like, eh, I'll, I'll do, I'll get to that later. Well, God knows my heart. Well, eh, you know, things like that. And so God was like, ta 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 no i'm not i'm not gonna let you do it i'm not gonna let you sit here and just go to hell you don't have, i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you you put in things before me you relying on other people you relying on man to do what i'm supposed to do you put a man in the position of your heart where i need to be i'm first i'm this i'm i am that i am and i was just like i'm just sitting here and i'm just like lord you know i'm i'm pissed I'm mad. This is this is too much. Or you know, this is too much. You said you would never put more on me than I could bear. But if he knows all things and he know what I can bear, I don't think that I can bear it. I don't think that I want to go and I don't. Let's be clear on it. I don't. But neither did Job and neither did neither did neither did Jesus. And so I'm just like, I'm in this like I'm in an isolation period. I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm in an isolation. I'm in a bubble, you know, and I never understood isolation. You know, I'm always like, you know, sometimes isolation can be the trick of the enemy. And I have had some dark moments. Um, however, isolation can also be propelling you and pushing you towards God when it's in, when it's in, it's done the way he wants it to be done. 
because right now I am alone <laughs> you know you know in my in my everyday situation I'm alone you know I have to be by myself and I'm constantly thinking and I'm constantly and what I will say when the situation this storm first started you know I felt like it was a punishment but I was just listening again to my pastor so that's speaking spirit I was just listening to him and he he was just talking about he was just talking about the art of hearing the voice of God and all these things and I'm just like thinking to myself like it's because I couldn't hear him and I was listening to other voices and everything else and so he shut everything out just so that I could hear but when I tell you when people say that God will leave the 99 for the one that's what happened he left the 99 for the one because he saw that me the sheep going the opposite way going down a path he, he already saw what it was it was leading to destruction it was the more and more I was accepting and listening to other voices and the more and the more I was going the opposite way of where I was supposed to go he cut off the road now you don't have no choice but to turn around to me now you don't have no you don't have any other any other options what else are you going to do you need me you you need to be where i told you to be and i'm just like okay god like that's all that's all i got like okay god you know what i'm just i'm gonna just do what you say do i'm gonna just turn back around and i'm still to this day like you know you know, I have some moments where I'm trying to fight and some, you know, everything. But then that's when I'm like, why am I so tired? Why am I so drained? Because you're fighting. Because you need to be at peace. You need to be still and you need to be calm and you need to be where I placed you. And so, y'all, that's that's literally where I am. I'm in this place of isolation. And I'm in this place of the unknown nothing is familiar nothing is normal nothing is what i feel like it should be and i don't know the plan that's that's i think that's the hardest part for me is not knowing the plan but when i say that baby she'll never be lukewarm again <laughs> because i just god is so amazing and interesting and the way that he moves and the way that he does things like when I when this first started I was just like ain't no way bro ain't no way this is God ordained ain't no way my God is out here and he's, I mean I was angry I was I mean I still a little bit angry I was angry I was mad I mean throwing stuff I mean couldn't keep it together you know I don't even know how I got out the house every day and drove to work I really don't know but in the midst of everything he's still there he I'm on the boat with him and the boat is rocking and we're in the middle of the storm and Jesus is over there sleep and I'm like master not that I care that I perish he's just over here speaking to the storm and i'm just like you know how sometimes like we just be you know we we rock our own boat like you know it's it's a boat and it's a little capsizing and it's a little tip it tippy and you know 
things are going on but if we would just run to jesus if we would just sit at his feet if we would just listen to what he's saying because sometimes the emotions that are going on in our human bodies and our human minds and you know all the thoughts that are coming and everything that's being said and done and everything we're just it's just like it's just we're causing our own storms you know we're bringing the negative you know the negative thoughts we're not living in the present we're living in the past we're holding on to things we're becoming bitter we're we're doing all these things when jesus said just give it to me just cast your cares and let me do it i saw what happened i saw what they did i saw what was going on but now give it to me because you can't do anything about it you do something you're gonna end up in jail okay i don't know who that was for but period like and i just like okay god you ever seen that video of the little boy and it was like raining outside and he's like it's okay god it's all right I trust you and I'm just like that's me that's me in the rain you know yelling at God like God I trust you God you know and really learning him because I really feel like I really didn't I really don't I really didn't know him I'm thinking that this oh, that's what I'm gonna say about my pastor I'm thinking that this is a punishment I must have did something I must have and I probably did you know contribute a few things <laughs> to this storm but my pastor taught, and I cannot remember the scripture. I'm going to post it um, with the scripture as soon as I can remember it. But my pastor was talking on Sunday, and he talked about the art of hearing God. And he, and he, one of the things that he was talking about is that if you are a son or a child of God, you must submit to correction. And the Bible says that God corrects whom he loves, but you also must be a son or a child of God. And I'm just thinking like, you know, I'm thinking this is a punishment. This is, I must have did something wrong. Like how many times I got to say, I repent, I'm sorry before I get out of this. But it's correction. It's God loves me enough to not let me die in the place that I was of being lukewarm. God loves me enough to not, to give me a chance to, to see the kingdom of God. He loves me enough to sit there and say, baby, you going the wrong way. I'm going to need you to turn around. And he probably said it to me a couple of times. He probably said, hey, you're not reading your word. Hey, you put things before me. Hey, you're not listening. You're not hearing. But I wasn't listening and I wasn't hearing. So he was just like, all right, boom, here's some correction for your tale. Now you got to be by yourself. Now you got to listen. Now you got to take heed. Now you got to understand and get back into the place where I told you that you needed to be because I need you to be here. I need you to go here. I need you to do this. Like Jonah going to Nineveh. He, I said, go this way. You going the opposite way. Ta, ta, ta. That is not what I said. I said, go this way. And so I'm like, okay. Everything is okay. Like I have to come. I have to constantly come back to remembrance every day. I have to constantly wake up and I'm, I think about my situation and I think about this is really messed up. It's really sad. And, but okay, God, I know that you got it. Okay, God, I know that you're fighting for me. Okay, God, I'm in this place for a reason. I'm in this place, in this season for a reason. What is it that you want me to learn? What is it that you need me to grasp? What is it that you need from me in this season? What, what is the correction? You know, what what can what can I do? What can I learn? Because the saddest thing in the world
The saddest thing in the world to me would be to to leave this earth and to get to heaven or get to judgment and God's like, okay, I gave you this test and this trial to create purpose in you, to create, um, you know, to, for somebody else. And what did you do with what I gave you? How many souls did you get? You were supposed to get this many souls. Did you get them? You know, what what happened there? And I'm just over here doing the look around like, um, yeah. And then I'm looking my Savior face to face and he says, depart from me. I knew you not. That sends chills down my spine to think that because I was in this lukewarm state, because you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get out. I couldn't see, even though he made provision for me to do so that I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do in that moment. And every time I sit around and think about like, Lord, am I lukewarm? I have to sit there and say, yes, I am. Um, I'm lukewarm because there was no, there was no, there was no foundation for me. And in my walk, there was no, anything when if 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 my love for Christ was so deep and so embedded in me then why did it just literally evaporate the moment that I went into that I got into something and it's not even my God saw me in that state like he saw me like headed towards something that was not meant for me that was headed towards destruction and rather than him let me go towards destruction because he definitely could because I mean I've had plenty of chances before now and, it, and rather than him let me go to destruction, my God, my Savior sat there and said, no, you're going to have to, I'm going to put you in a situation where it's either fight or flight. It's either you're going to run and do what you're going to do, or you're going to stand and you're going to do what I need you to do, because I need you to come out of this. I need you to see what's going on in front of you. And as I sit here and as I look around, I'm like, Lord, I was not where I was supposed to be. I was not doing the things that I was supposed to be doing in a situation. You know, I let man, man be my God in a sense. Like I let, I put my hopes and my desires in, in man. And you know, you know, this is my safe place. Nothing can ever hurt me. As long as this way is like this, as long as it's just like this. And as soon as that world got turned upside down, I did not have a foundation. I did not have anyone to sit there and say I didn't have a word to pull up I didn't have anything to say like I was just stuck and I was like and <clears throat> the more and more that I was stuck the more and more I was realizing that my love for Christ and my love for God wasn't where it was supposed to be it was there like you know I knew who he is and I love him and everything but at the end of the day it wasn't where it was supposed to be had my foundation been in Christ I wouldn't have went through half of the stuff that I went through recently and Jerry Flower said something that really shook my foundation I was at the I was at the gym and I like to listen to podcasts um, and YouTube videos of like sermons while I'm at the gym and Jerry Flowers, um, the, his Trap House series, I think it was the, the final one, like seven, it was called Full Custody. And he said that the devil will 
go after what you view, what you view as primary, but that's, he doesn't hit what he wants to hit. So he'll go after like whatever you view as primary, that could be a marriage, that could be your car, that could, whatever you feel like is the primary, basically the idol in your life. He'll go after that to get to your commitment. And when I tell you that I was in the parking lot just staring into space, because like, I'm like, oh my God, the devil just played me for a complete fool out here in these streets. Because as soon as something hit me, as soon as something hit what I viewed as the primary man, what I viewed as the primary, as soon as something hit that, then all of a sudden, everything else I've ever known has ever been shaken. But my thing about that is when I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, but God never changed. You changed. You put something where he was supposed to be. But had he been the head, had he been the had he been the head, had he been God, had he been in his rightful place, that wouldn't have shaken me to that to the core like that. And so basically, for those of people, those that don't know, like, what are you talking about, lukewarm? How do I know if I'm lukewarm? It's a, in the biblical sense, it's a dying conviction. So it's like certain things that you're, you're okay with, like where the Holy Spirit will convict you not to curse. And now you're accepting cursing or the Holy Spirit will convict you not to watch certain things into your ear gate or into your eye gate and listen to certain things and be around certain people and you're allowing certain things into your space that you know are sins but you're now kind of okay with it you know kind of okay not you know getting up and praying and talking to God first not reading your word the way that you should not you know tithing or you know those things like that like things that you're supposed to be doing as a Christian things that you are not supposed to be allowing into your space into your eye into your ear you're kind of allowing those things because now your conviction is slowly like dwindling down like oh that's okay like I know that's wrong or it's kind of wrong but it's, it's kind of okay that's that's lukewarm because you know what's right and you know what, what the Lord says, but you're still okay with what the world is doing. And that is lukewarm. And, oh my God. Like, I was like, I'm like, I was there. I was there in that moment. And it just, it shakes me to my core that, that God would bring me out of that situation and that he would bring that to the forefront. And, you know, the storm reveals reveals pain but that also reveals who you truly are like you know what i'm saying like you know when you go when you, it's like you go go through with a friend or something like that and you're having a hardship and something is going on and you know something like y'all having a disagreement about something sometimes you can really you to really see who that person is how they really feel about you when you when you go through something with them and there's no difference through a storm you really get you really your true self really gets revealed my true christian self really came to the forefront and that i really wasn't the best christian that i could have been i really dare i say wasn't even living like i was supposed to be living because had i been in i wasn't showing any signs of faith and we know without faith it's impossible to please god so i wasn't showing any faith i didn't have a foundation you know i thought i had these things i thought i was like all right i'm okay you know i'm not the best at it you know i'm not the greatest of all time but who is and you know things like that but that was okay for me i was so comfortable 
being lukewarm. I was so comfortable not, you know, in a situation like, you know, my situation is good. I got my husband. I got, you know, my family, you know, money's coming in. You know, we, we, all right, we good. You know, I don't have to push for anything wrong. Like my, um, when I tell you the foundation is so shaken, it's like, all right, now I have no, I have nothing else, but I have to trust God. I have to hold on to him. I have to, you know, somebody else said too, I think it was T.D. Jakes. No, it wasn't T.D. Jakes. It was another um, pastor. I listen to a lot of pastors right now, especially bathing in the word. Um, But he said, the way that you know that God is working sometimes is that he will put you in a situation that no one can fix but him. And I'm like, that's where I am right now. You know, like nobody can fix this situation, but God, nobody can bring me through this situation, but God, nobody's going to be able to do anything but God, because I know when God is up and it's stuck, if I try to manipulate it, if I try to, you know, move things around so that, you know, I can feel better in the situation. So essentially, so I can feel comfortable because right now I'm uncomfortable. I'm like barely looking, feeling like I can breathe right now. You know, I'm very uncomfortable. So I'm just trying to fix the situation so I can have some type of comfort to the situation. And God's like, ta, 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 you don't need the comfort or whatever. The comfort is what you got you back in the warm. You need to be uncomfortable. You need to keep pushing. You need to keep fighting. You need to keep moving forward. Every time you get comfortable, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, God, why can't I just have what I want right now? And he was just like, because you would cut me out. Because if I gave you what you wanted right now, you would somehow in your brain make up the fact that this is you. This is not me. This is you doing something. And then you'll go on with your life and you forget about me. I love you too much for that. I want to see you in the kingdom. I want to. I want you to get purpose. I want you to understand what's going on. So I'm not going to give you what you want right now. We're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to talk. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to work some little kinks up because you still got some things in there that's not really what really you know what what you need in there and i had been praying those prayers i had prayed to god for patience what am i doing now being patient i had prayed for god for you know to be genuine with people because sometimes i would have these thoughts in my brain about people and i'd be like mm, god you're going to fix that guess what he doing now fixing it i prayed to you know want to forgive people and you know move past situations and not hold grudges and you know things against people that have harmed me and hurt me in my life what am i doing now forgiving and so i'm uh, it's it's not the way i thought that it should go but it's the way that he thought it should go and his plan and everything like that and that's the scariest thing for me is to follow somebody else's plan to sit there with somebody else's plan where you don't know what's going on. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a planner down to the T, down to the time. I need you to be here at this time. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going. This is how we're supposed to go. And if anything deviates from that plan, I'm like, ugh, or whatever. But now, like, I don't have a plan. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I'm literally the little boy standing in the rain saying, it's all right, God. It's okay. I trust you. <laughs> Oh, you know, because I, I have to keep telling myself that every day because at this end of the day, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like anything. But that's because a new me is being birthed. And the birth, if anybody knows, I don't know the birthing process that I have with y'all, but I'm a, I can imagine the birthing process is not pretty. 
the birthing process is not easy. It's not comfortable. It's not anything, but I'm being birthed into my new self into purpose and all that stuff and you gotta sometimes you gotta fight your way out sometimes i feel like i'm a reach baby i'm trying to i'm turning the opposite way so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some little strategy to get on get this out there <sighs> y'all bear with me because it's like like i just feel like when i say there was no foundation i feel like the devil could blow me like a leaf like he could my emotions and my feelings ruled me so bad that anything anything could rattle me anything could push me to the edge like i always say i'm on the edge i'm on the edge of the edge like but that's because my emotions were taking precedent and my heart was taking precedent and god clearly distracted our heart is not what we're supposed to be leaning we're supposed to be leaning to his understanding to his word our heart and our emotions and our feelings they are not what we're supposed to be doing there's they're not they're not what we're supposed to be leaning to. And I'm the one that like, I feel this way. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, um, this need to be that way. And I don't understand and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it wasn't, my feelings didn't get me anyway. And I even tried like, you know, you know, manipulating God. Well, God, when you, when you, when you do this, then that's when I'll start. And I, every time, like, my, I think God be talking, I don't think I know, God be talking to me through TikTok sometimes. And it was one girl, after I said, after I said that, well, God, you do this, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do then. And he was, and this girl got on there, and she had been dealing with the same thing, and she said, don't you, she said the Lord told her, don't you dare try to manipulate me by telling me what I need to do first when you haven't even shown the smallest amount of faith to walk in the direction that I even told you to walk. And I was like, oh, I had to clutch my pearls. Like, oh, Jesus, no, you didn't. And he was like, yes, I did. Because you are here in these streets playing. You think this is a joke in a game. I'm not playing with you anymore. I got to take the kid gloves off on you. And I got to let you know that you know that you know this is for real. I need you to come out of this. And I'm like, all right, God. That's all I got. It's okay, God. Okay, God. Okay, God. I got to keep telling myself, okay, God, because at the end of the day, no man on this earth, no relationship, no no car, no nothing is worth me not getting to see my Savior, me not getting to that place where he's, supposed to, he's called me. And it's, it, I feel like I'm being dragged by my bun, but I'm going. <laughs> Because if you got to drag me, Lord, if you got to take me kicking and screaming, just go ahead and take me because it's, it's, it's not, it's, nothing is going to be worth not getting, uh, um, getting cast into the pits of hell. Nothing, nothing is worth that. Not one thing. So I can have a couple sleepless nights. I can cry. I, I can kick and I can scream, but Lord, I'm going I'm going, and one day it's going to be, Lord, I'm just walking. You know, it's not going to be a kick in the screen. It's not going to be a fight. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be that. Because I'm going to be graduated from this, you know, this this area where I am. And I could just walk into everything. But at the end of the day, like, God, whatever you got to do, the fact that you left the 99 for the 1, the fact that you came back for me and you, you saw where I was headed and you turned it around and turned it around for me, the fact that I wanted to, to go to something else and you stopped it and you, you put a halt to it. And I don't even to this day know why or what's going on. 
But the fact that you came back for me, the fact that you wanted me, the fact that you you said, no, that's my child. I have to go back for my child. I have to make sure that my child understands and is okay. God, I'll always give you praise for that. And I'll always give you the glory and honor for that. So y'all, if y'all are struggling with anything like this, if you have been through anything like this, if you're dealing with this now, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you about being lukewarm or anything like that, y'all get it together. Like, and the way that you know that you are lukewarm is when you're okay with things of the world that could be cussing, that could be, you know, fornication, that could be drinking, smoking, any of those things, the, the ways of the world, you are okay with the ways of the world and you teetering in that level of going to church and still doing what you want to do. The flesh is weak and the flesh will always, is always going to tempt you to do something. But when you, when you don't have that conviction and you know something is wrong, you don't feel that conviction. That's how you know that you're getting lukewarm. He said that he will spew you out of his mouth. He'd rather for you to be one or the other, not in between. So y'all, that's, that's what I got. So right now, Father, I just thank you right now for our listeners, God. We thank you that you are in the midst of every situation and every storm, God, and that you are propelling us forward, God. We thank you right now, God, for revealing to whomever is supposed to be revealed to, God, if they're lukewarm, God, if they're not in the place that they're supposed to be with you, God. We don't want to wait till forever lasting too late, God. We don't want to wait until the end, God. We want to figure it out now, God. We want to, while we have a chance, God, sometimes it's, it's too late. Sometimes it's too late, God, but we don't want to wait till too late, God. We have a chance right now, God. If you woke us up, up this morning, God, if you started us on our way, God, then we have an opportunity and a chance to get it right before everlasting too late. So, God, right now, we just thank you for that, God. We thank you for your conviction, and we thank you for your word. Amen. Guys, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at factsnotfiction underscore podcast. Don't forget that episodes, new episodes are coming out every Monday starting at 12 a.m. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to be, don't want to hear what I have to say because I'm coming with the journey. I'm coming with the things, what I'm going through, whatever, whatever. Guys, if you have any questions or you want to talk about anything or you want to share your story, um, don't you can DM me on my Facebook page, Facebook page or Instagram page. Don't forget to turn on those post notifications so that you can get the latest and the greatest from yours truly. Guys, I really thank you guys for listening and just being a part of my journey and never giving up on me and this podcast. I, it's really love out here and I really appreciate you guys. So until next time, bye. Hey guys, me again. Just wanted to just come on here and say, if you've taken an account of yourself, you've put up that mirror and you've seen yourself in a reflection that you don't like and you want to move forward and you don't know where, the biggest place to do that is getting in the word of God. So if you don't know where to start, you want to get into a community then we have it for you. We have a group called Sisters in Christ where we get together and we just journey through the Bible. Right now, we're just going through the books of the Bible and learning of the word of God. If you want to join that, please reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook, DM us, message us, send us an email at our website and we'll get you in. All right, guys, have a good day.